Hello, hello, hello. Cult of Personality is the show for today. So today, we thought we would uh, go with one of our faves, one of our new faves. Well, I don't know if it's one of your faves, but it's one of my favorite. You know, so bad that they're good movies. Everyone loves them, but when they say that, what they really mean is they just watched The Room once. Now, brief tangent before we get into the heat of things. Uh, What do you think makes a movie so bad it's good? What elements separates an unenjoyable bad movie from an enjoyable bad movie? Just how how over the top it is. Okay. Just because, like, whenever... Like the oh my god in Troll Two yeah. or the inept screen or a screenplay of the Room Oh Highmark or but that's not even like high doggy like when he's buying the room. it's like not it's it's like I guess it's over the top it's just like s- stupid it's just it? It, it's just so incompetent yeah it's just when it becomes so incompetent like there's shitty movies that are just obviously written by a board of directors. And yeah. a committee. Oh, you're talking about Sharknado. Yeah, Sharknado or Star Wars or Marvel or any one of those sort of movies. The new comic book movie. Whoa. <laughs> what? They're, like the new Harley Quinn movie or whatever its new title is. Probably has a new one already. Uh, you know, we have those movies that are just so bad because they're just bland and boring. Or you have movies that are just so over the top and inept that it's just funny. Okay, that's a you know, that's a good line to draw, and that's that's, and I mean sometimes we watch so bad it's good movies, and we're like this just sucks. Mm-hmm. Right? Like you didn't like watching Plan Nine, we didn't do that yet, but like to yeah, use an example. I mean maybe I'll enjoy it more th- this time around uh, because I watched it years ago, and I watched it under the guise of this is gonna be the most best so bad it's good movie mm. ever. And then I was just like, oh, this is really boring. Yeah. And I think I fell asleep during it or said something. I don't know. Samurai Cop borders on that for me. Really? Like, Samurai Cop, I'll watch it again for sure. Mm-hmm. And it's enjoyable. But, like, between the parts when he's saying, like, bingo, <laughs> it's really testing my patience. Really? Yes. What about it tests your patience? Like, there's almost, like, this, like... Like, I swear to God, these guys thought they were making a good movie. Okay. I don't know what it is about it, but uh, there's parts that they don't bore me, but they're like, okay, like, you know, there better be a funny quip in a second. Okay. There better be a meme moment in a second. Okay. If this is going to hold my attention for any longer. Well, we'll talk about it more on the inevitable Samurai Cop episode. But today we're talking about who killed Captain Alex. Uganda's action-packed movie. Uganda's most action-packed movie. First action movie? Yeah. The first action movie. It's got Commandos. It's got Tiger Mafia. Tiger Mafia. uh, Richard is in it. For those who don't know, and I wouldn't blame you because this movie is just so small. Well, you should mention that people probably know this from memes alone. Yeah, if you... We'll play some sound clips later on, and you might recognize them. I think the trailer was big on YouTube for this movie. It was kind of a big meme or whatever. But this movie was made in the ghetto of Uganda, I believe. Yeah, and just like in some in this village in Uganda called Kampala, and this in a low in this low budget studio, as I said, this is 
barely a studio. Yeah. Um, if anything, it's uh, it's just a field where they <laughs> shoot things and a couple of derelict buildings. Uh, but no, yeah, continue. Yeah, it was released in 2010. It's an action comedy film, uh, according to Wikipedia here. And it was directed by Nabwana Isaac Joffrey Godfrey, also just called IGG. And this was in Wakaliwood, which is uh, a film studio based in w- Waka Wakaliga. I'm saying that wrong, probably. A slum in Uganda's capital of Kampala. So anyways, this movie was made on a supposed budget of $200. USD. And it shows. Excuse me? We'll, we'll get into that. Um, and what makes this movie its kind of X factor is that it has something called a video joker. Which is pretty much this guy who talks over the whole movie. It's kind of like an obligatory uh, audio commentary track. It's like you know that it's like that buddy that won't shut up in the movie, and he's trying to one up the movie with his jokes. Yeah, um, it's kind of like that. Like sometimes he'll just start mocking the kid. Sometimes he'll mock the character's dialogue, and you don't know what the characters are saying, and you're only getting his joke, and you're almost yes. like, feel, like what? Is, what are they saying? This could be important. Yeah. And he's going, "Ooh, <laughs> we cook German tourists." <laughs> uh, and it's great. VJ Emmy made underrated performance. I have to say, this okay. is an uh, this is an unorthodox type of performance. It's commentary, but it's not. Typical commentary. Yeah. And there is apparently a Blu-ray release of this, which is relatively new, which has a supposedly no VJ on it. Yes. And before that, as far as I know or I knew, you could only get the VJ cut of the movie yeah and you know a lot of the charm of this movie is when you read about the production and in on the youtube uh rendition of the film which most people have probably seen it gives a little behind the scenes we'll just put a green screen on the wall on a wall of a building and have a guy (laughs) like dangling with his fake ak um and one of the little anecdotes is that they built a computer to store this movie and he actually had to erase this movie from his computer to make, to make room for the other one. To make room, this yeah. man, this man, and this production did not even have the gigabytes to hold <laughs> two movies on the computer. So the only surviving version, uh, supposedly, is the one with the video Joker. Although we just saw that apparently there's one without. And we just ordered a copy each because you can buy this movie on DVD from straight from Uganda, signed. And everything. Yeah. It was like $10 USD. But apparently there's a Blu-ray, so maybe I'll have to get that eventually. Yeah. But, uh, like, the production value, of course, it's it's funny to look at outside of the film. It's also hilarious in the film because some of the stuff in terms of, like, visual effects mm-hmm. uh, and, and performance stuff and sets and everything, it's just hilariously low budget. You're We're working on, like... Like they did blood squibs f- with condoms filled with what was it red paint? Cow blood. With cow blood, and then actors got tetanus. So they <laughs> they had to replace it with something else. Like this is this is like uber low budget here. This is low low budget. Okay, people are like oh Blair Witch Project was low budget and it had Paranormal Activity is low budget. This is low budget. Two hundred fucking dollars. 
you get like some nice MS Paint like uh, <laughs> pre-rendered like, shit. Yeah, um, the kid. What? What would you say? How would you uh, describe the cinematography in this film? I'll get into that, but first I want to give a brief explanation of the story. <laughs> there barely is one, but I'll give a brief explanation of the story, spoiler-free, and then we'll just get into okay. all, of our, all of our goodies. So pretty much a story, there is a gang called the Tiger Mafia. Tiger Mafia. Tiger Mafia. And they're doing something, we don't know. All we see is one drug <laughs> deal, and so they're... They're a big problem in, I think this was still based in Uganda as well. And the president of Uganda hires Captain Alex to track down the Tiger Mafia and capture them. And t- Captain Alex is Uganda's best commando, his best, their best soldier. And it's in the title, so this isn't a spoiler. Captain Alex gets killed one night. We don't know by who. But before then, they capture the Tiger Mafia boss's brother, Richard. And then the Tiger Mafia now wants to seek revenge against the dead Captain Alex and his men. Yeah. That's pretty much the plot of it. Yeah, and it's funny because the plot in this is is so non-existent. Like, um, should, do you want to jump into spoilers? We'll just jump into We'll just jump into it. You never find out who killed Captain Alex. Now, there is a sequel, apparently. Yeah. Um, but you would think in a movie called Who Killed Captain Alex, you'd have some resolution to the, t- the title question. Yeah. Uh, you don't get that. You don't even find out what happened to Richard's brother who they capture, and that's the whole reason Richard goes after them. Yeah. Um, and, like, wh- what even happens to the Tiger Mafia? We just get a big action scene toward the end. They all the, die. And then they all die. Yeah, they all die. Now, this movie is oh, uber, uber low budget. Yes. Right? But there's something there's something about Captain Alex. in The, the character? No, the movie. Oh, okay. That was a little. There's something about Mary oh, Jo. Okay, okay. For the Ben Stiller fans, <laughs> I, this movie is so charming, and I can't understand why. And you know what? Maybe it's because you know what? A lot of the characters look like they're having a good time. Yep. Um, there's some genuinely funny stuff in this movie mm-hmm. that's like actually laugh out loud every time. They're f- the fighting is is. Uh, a delight. Yeah, because the fighting in this movie, all the scenes, they crank the footage so it's like faster. And then they add like over the top comic book sound effects over top. Like it's like. Psh, 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 psh. Yeah, and like like characters look like they're getting whiplash from like getting <laughs> smacked down on the ground. Like there's this one scene where Richard pulls up this like fucking hose. And he just whips it at a character. Yeah, it's like a rolled up hose and he sends it flying and the character gets hit in the chest and he falls backwards. <laughs> and it's so funny. Uh, or in this bar scene, like this guy whips a bottle at <laughs> at the bartender and it's like so fast and it explodes everyone. Ah! It's so funny. And you know what? To be honest, some of the fight choreography is like better than I expected. To a certain degree. Yeah, like all the stuff with Bruce E. U., uh, Captain Alex's brother. Who is sort of like the protagonist in this film. We we meet him like halfway through the film, but I would say if there was a protagonist in this film, he would be it. Yeah. Basically, he is a Ugandan Shaolin monk. Yeah. And he studied the art of kung fu. Mm-hmm. And as Captain Alex's brother, he's come to seek revenge. Against the Tiger Mafia. Against the Tiger Mafia. And he joins the fight against the Tiger Mafia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Brucey e. U's got some sick moves, man. Yeah, he he's taking guys down. He's got super kick. 
<laughs> you know, he's flipping around. Um, the choreography is actually not that bad. Like this is, this movie is uber low budget. But like, if I had to do fight choreography or something like that, I definitely could not do that. Like it was, it's like somewhat impressive to watch. And I want to you talked about the cinematography, and I wanted to touch on it. It's like in between good and bad. Like he does shots in this movie that. Like, I can just tell he's trying to imitate other good movies. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, the camera is shit. The picture quality is obviously terrible. There's schmutz on the camera for, like, uh, 25% of the movie. Yeah, there's, like, this one water drop on the top right corner, and then it moves to the bottom left corner. (laughs) And that's so annoying. But, like, he does shots that, like, also, the aspect ratio of this movie, it's pretty much just like a square. I didn't even notice that until you pointed it out. Yeah. It's like, it's a crappy camera they're shooting this on, and that's fine. And, but, and the lighting is obviously amateur. It's all very amateur. It's amateur uh, equipment trying to imitate good shots. Yeah. that That's what I'd say. Like, nothing in this movie, I would say, looks good. No, there was one shot that I was that was kind of novel that I like when the soldiers are running through the jungle and the camera's like on the ground perspective. Okay, so they, they like stomp on them. Mm. And I was like, that looks kind of good. But otherwise, yeah, it's like YouTube like quality cinematography yes. from and, like a YouTube skit. And this movie is on YouTube for free, officially by by Wakaliwood. By Wakaliwood Productions. They have posted this on their official channel. It's got 4.6 million views or so. Yeah. At a like to dislike ratio of 181,000 likes to 1.8 thousand That's dislikes. That's crazy. Yeah. That's that's 1,000 to 1. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? It's it's well deserved. I mean, I guess if you, the only reason I could see you like coming in and hating this movie is if you know somebody was like, "Haha, this is a good movie." Yeah. Uh, you know, haha. Oops, it's not. But um, no, it's it's uh, it's nice that they put. I it's you know it's a nice touch that it's a sort of pro bono and they put it on their YouTube channel as they did. Yeah, and I want to say this quickly just to get it over the way if you have the means to if you watch this movie and you like it please consider supporting this movie of all movies yeah yeah like i you know it's cool to torrent movies and give a big middle finger to big movie company you know even give a middle finger like go pirate eraser head give a finger <laughs> to lynch i don't care i don't give a damn what he says but, you know, they have this movie for free for everyone to enjoy. And all they ask is if you like it, consider supporting it. And I just want to echo that. We bought a copy. It was, you know, $10 each, whatever. No, it's so cheap that you, you got to you gotta pick up a copy. It's it's a staple of any film buff's uh, <laughs> library, to be quite honest. <laughs> You'd be amiss to not to have Who Killed Captain Alice missing from your collection next to your Criterion releases. <laughs> Definitely. Um, but this movie, the movie's charming, and you know what? The performances, the performances, are like they're bad. Yeah. But there, there's like just funny, like unintentionally funny things. Like when the Russian mercen, there's this Russian mercenary in this movie. It's just this guy with a huge gun, and he wears all red, so you know he's Russian. Mm-hmm. 
And he's it's funny because he's cl- just clearly a Ugandan guy. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't need to try to speak in an accent. Maybe try. Or, yeah. Um, and he'll be like, you know, I don't care about this damn war. I just want my money. And then Richard will like threaten him. He'll be like, ah, my children. Ah. <laughs> and it's just, it's just so funny and it's so endearing. Um, and the mercenary, this is how low budget this movie is. He has like bullets wrapped around his body. They're made out of wood. I, Luke, Lucas caught this while we were watching the movie. You know the classic bullet, uh, the bullet vest or the bullet strap that mm-hmm. characters commandos wear, and these are literally like pieces of wood sharpened to look like bullets from a distance. But if you look at, it, they're just pieces of wood. Yeah, they're not even fake bullets. Yeah, uh, and that's like that's the um, that's emblematic of the pr- production budget because as we saw, uh, me and Lucas were reading. When doing some research, we saw that uh, the actors were asked to bring their own costumes mm-hmm. to this. All the props, the guns were made from scrap metal yeah. uh, in a shop next to the director's house. <laughs> like this $200, I'm wondering, I'm actually wondering where exactly this $200 USD went. Uh, maybe buying effects, and I suppose I've, I'm yeah, I'm assuming that things in Uganda are super cheap, so that 200 has obviously more buying power mm-hmm. in Uganda than it does here. But it was just I suppose like I'm wondering if these actors got paid because there's quite a few actors in this movie. I suppose like there's a decent amount of extras extras that they yeah. could pass off as like whatever you don't get paid. Mm-hmm. But you know Richard, the wives, Alex. The spy, there's there's a lot. There's a big cast here, an ensemble cast, uh, arguably. Yeah, it, it may say in our in the commentary track that comes with the DVD. So we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. See about that if they talk about where all the money went and whatnot. And I want to give you guys just a sample. Those listening, a sample of VJ, VJ Emmy. VJ standing not for video jockey, as you might have seen on MTV or much, but video joker. Yeah. So we have just something. And this is this is him talking over like a typical action scene or whatever. How are you going to see? This is how we do action in Uganda. The Ugandan commando. Who killed the Captain Alex is the movie? Production in action. Tiger Mafia. He will just say random things, <laughs> and so, I, it happens maybe three or four times. He'll just say, "You're watching Who Killed Captain Alex." <laughs> like we're gonna forget, <laughs> and like, <laughs> like we know, buddy, we're watching it. Like, I'm trying to get immersed here, and you're reminding me about you know the meta of this movie. It's funny. That's funny. Every time he makes, he always makes fun. Whenever there's a woman on screen, he's making some joke. Oh. Like, like, will you marry me, Captain <laughs> Alex? Or like Richard, the villain, hits one of his wives and she cry- runs back to her room and jumps on the bed. And like just one of the funniest one-liners, he just said, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and then she calls Puffs, the classic character Puffs. Puffs is a bitch, though, I just have to say. Puffs is a bitch. He's, he's wearing a white beanie. He looks like Bobby Shmurda. <laughs> Uh, he's wearing a white beanie and a white wife beater. He's kind of like Richard's right-hand man, but he's got... He just doesn't have the moxie. He just doesn't no. have it going on. No. He's no good. He's no bueno. He's a t- He's kind of like the... Uh, uh, he's kind of like the Darth Vader of the uh, film. Sure. Where t- Richard is the emperor, 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah, he's out on the field. He's doing the hard work, and Richard is sitting back and doing whatever. And Richard in this movie is just so over the top. There's one scene where they've captured his brother, and now he's in police custody. And usually Richard <laughs> can just boss a policeman around and do whatever he wants. But now they're under – oh, I have the clip here too. Uh, they have – now they're under Captain Alex, so they, they can't just be bossed around anymore. So Richard goes to the police station. He's like, give me back my my baby brother. And the police officer says no. And there's some line that is clearly lost in translation where he says, uh, do, you want, do you want me to sit around and be eaten like a juicy grasshopper? Yeah, that was the that was a really jarring thing. There's, as you try to eat me, as if I were a juicy grasshopper. There's something clearly lost in translation here. I don't know if the translator didn't really give a damn. This is probably some Ugandan uh, a psalm or some sort of mantra that they have. But the juicy grasshopper line was strange. But the best part, the best part, and I forgot to mention too. But this might be obvious: is that this movie also isn't in English, other than VJME. Yeah, VJM is in English, and then you get some subtitles. For some parts. Other parts, they'll just be the characters will be speaking, and we get no subtitles. Yeah, and sometimes VJ... And VJM is given subtitles, even though he speaks English. And then, like I said... So sometimes characters will speak in whatever language they speak in Uganda, Ugandan, presumably. Mm-hmm. And they'll be talking, and they won't be given subtitles. And then VJM will talk over them, but he gets subtitles, so you just don't yes. know what the characters are saying. Yeah. Uh, so you get a lot of stuff like that. Uh, he, the other odd translation thing is he calls him a diarrhea squirt, which is, <laughs> I suppose, an insult that you could say. I guess so. Um, so anyways, he's at the police station. He says, give me back my brother. And he says, no. And then Richard is leaving. He turns around <laughs> and he says, by the way, we're short on guns. And he just takes this box of, <laughs> I assume, just full of guns and ammo from this policeman and he says no those aren't mine <laughs> that's not funny I'll give and then Richard says I'll give him a good home and then he just walks out with them uh, he's like you know what I'm you know I'll, I'll take we're short on guns I'm gonna take these uh, for free that's probably my favorite part of the whole movie that's hilarious that's that's like a genuinely funny moment <laughs> where you will I you probably laugh out loud when you watch the film I, I think where this movie's so endearing maybe just to me is that it seems like and i said this earlier with the cinematography it's obviously inspired or it comes from a place of love for action movies yeah kind of like uh hot fuzz yeah uh this movie like they obviously give a damn but they don't have i think this like the writing is bad i'll say the writing is bad and they don't have a budget to do the things that they want to do properly but they're they're just doing the best with what they have really yeah like they could just have the mercenary have no bullets around his body but you gotta have a mercenary with a machine gun so they're like you know what we'll just carve sticks yeah like they're not gonna compromise yeah like they're they're doing what they have to with what they have and they're not compromising their vision yeah even for the budget and of course that will show in almost every scene that it's in but it it is admirable the mm-hmm. ambition on display in this film and that's not even to be condescending because frankly this is like a fit for $200 this is a somewhat impressive production i'll have to say 
Yeah, I mean there's there are little things that are funny like that. Um, uh, what Richard eventually kills or attempts to kill one of his wives. Yes. And then she's found in a jungle. I forget how that happens. I suppose one of his henchmen dumped the body in the jungle. And Bruce Yu, Captain Alex's brother, is training in the jungle. And eventually, and he's training to defeat the Tiger Mafia. And eventually he sees, he finds this dead wife or but then she's alive and blah 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 blah. he lifts up her shirt or her shirt is up at one point and she just says tm written on her stomach tattooed on her stomach tattooed in quotation marks because it's obviously just a sharpie marker (laughs) then they wrote tm on her stomach and that's how he finds out she's affiliated with the tiger mafia so presumably tiger mafia or richard brands all his wives (laughs) with a tm tattoo to know whose property they are i suppose and there's this funny little scene of like just a flashback of how she became his wife and that oh and you know that is another genuinely funny moment in the film is what i forgot like they're genuine like there's unintentional comedy in this film but i genuinely believe that this really lives up to the action comedy because, like, there's some of the stuff in here where it's like, this has to be funny. Like when, like you said, well, you can... Yeah, as there's just a flashback because the wife is explaining to Bruce you, and I'm calling her wife because there isn't a name for her, I don't think. There isn't. Uh, so wife is explaining to Bruce you how she became Richard's wife, so and then flashback, and there's just Richard tie has tied her up, and he says, "Now you must decide, marry me or die." And then they just start sp- torturing her and splashing water on her, and and there's a heart around the frame, and it's like this is like so clearly like a haha joke, and I've sort of seen like the template for this joke before and other things, but it's executed well here. He has another one of his wives do the torturing as well. <laughs> she puts out the cigarette on her cheek. Uh, oh it's, it's classic. I don't know what to say. Richard Richard is easily my favorite character in the film. He's the most dynamic. He's he's really putting on a clinic here. If if it's anybody's movie, it's Richard's movie or whoever p- portrays Richard in this movie because he pulls out all the stops. Yeah, and there's one scene where we get to see him in his house, and obviously it's just one of the actors' house. Maybe even the actor who plays Richard's house. And he sits down to watch the news, and beside him, there's a Mickey Mouse plush (laughs) for no reason. And I I like to assume that's part of the narrative is that Richard has a soft side. Maybe he's (laughs) fond of the Disney films. Uh, And he has a Mickey Mouse plush that watches TV with him. (laughs) And uh, eventually, when we see the Tiger Mafia's base and we go and we see inside, there is just a picture of a tiger taped to the wall. Yes, like a literal picture of a tiger to signify this is the Tiger Mafia. It's classic, I don't know what to say. Yeah, it's, it's, also, it's also good. It's, it's a gem, um, Richard is Richard's great. Bruce Yu is fine as like this proto-protagonist. The reason I was calling him this proto-protagonist because, like, as you can tell, this movie isn't that well structured. No, this, uh, the pacing of this movie really is terrible. It's an hour. It's an hour and ten minutes. Some some hour and ten minutes long. Yeah. So you can kind of expect that. Uh, but even Bruce Yu, I liked his sequence of him training in the jungle because, like, that's reminiscent of so many other films where it's like. It's time. For, this is like straight up Luke Skywalker going to dig about like, <laughs> it's time to recuse myself to learn the ways to defeat this powerful enemy. Right. 
And like, so clearly I'm sure, and like even to have this little companion wife that will just stick around with him and sort of bug him and stuff, that's just, that's clearly inspired by other films, but it's it's charming. And that's also one of my favorite parts of the films is when he's just fishing and cooking fish over a fire and doing push-ups <laughs> on the beach. Yeah, he's doing push-ups, uh, but at the same time he's doing it in the water while the waves are crashing on him yeah and and that's sped up as well just like the action sequences are so it looks like he's slamming his body <laughs> into the ground um, oh. i have a clip pulled up it's probably one of matt's and mine matt's and mine and matt's favorite parts yes i'm just going to let it speak for itself this is brucey you on the beach catching a fish that's all i'm gonna say and this is while he has his uh the wife yeah. uh, accompanying him in this wilderness finally i get to eat so the wife says here sorry can i eat this one too she lifts up a fish that uh brucey you just caught and then what the fuck and you may and speaking of the memes, that was a big meme from the movie. It's even better in context, though. Yeah. There's also the meme that you've probably seen, which is everybody in Uganda knows kung fu, mm -hmm. and it's all the Ugandans who know kung fu beating on each other. Yeah, because there's this one scene where the commandos are infiltrating the Tiger Mafia base, and this one guy is just out taking a leak, and they surround him with guns, and they're like, they said like, oh, there's no way you can escape, and then the guy like double kicks both people and then starts kicking and punching they and bear hug him and he like jumps up kicks both of the other men and then like wrestles out of the kick these guys are well trained they are yeah. truly commandos like these guys put Schwarzenegger and Stallone and all those jokers from the 80s and Bruce Willis and his balding whatever <laughs> you know like those guys can those guys can't hold a candle to Brucey you and the gang when 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 shit hits the fan they're going to throw down okay <laughs> um i just wanted to pull up <clears throat> cuz this just kind of adds to the endearing factor of this movie when i ordered and this will be the last time i talk about the dvd uh let me just find it real quick sorry I think the D I think like getting the DVD is like very much fits the sort of feel of the movie. So I think it's an important part of the movie in my opinion versus like, I don't know, like uh, silent night, deadly night yeah. or something just because this is the essentially a glorified home movie. Yeah, really. And this man was still sending 10 years after the movie is done. Mm hmm. Signed copies of these this essentially home movie to people internationally. So that's that's great. Uh, and it, so I ordered it, and then they sent the confirmation or whatever, and they said, "Hi, Commando Luke. We are getting your order ready, but we want you to know it may take a little while, maybe even a couple of weeks. It is not because we are lazy or have Ebola. It is because we are still very small and want to keep uh, still very small and want to make every order special, and yada yada yada. But." They're obviously they like they're joking around even with that. Yeah, that it's kind of self aware the movie. It is like to a certain degree. Like I'm sure he saw this and like I'm sure the director is aware of his limitations. I think there's a reason why when you the YouTube cut of the film shows the a little bit of the production and he, why he sort of gives some preface mm -hmm. as to like what he was working with the, with the movie because mm -hmm. he kind of wants people to understand that he wasn't given a million dollars and this is what he made. 
the the score for this movie? Uh, incredible. Uh, what they use is the non-chorus portions of Mamma Mia. Yep. Abba's <laughs> classic song. I'm not sure if it's a on co- a xylophone or something. Yes, it's some tune played on unknown instrument. My, I don't even know if they got this. I wonder if they just played this in the studio. Also, from the classic from the hit film Batman Forever, uh, Seal's Kiss from a Rose, you can hear the pan flute version <laughs> of that playing throughout the film at, v- at various parts of the film. Uh, so if you're a Seal fan or an ABBA fan... This is a movie for you. This is for you. There's probably I feel like there might be some other songs we might have missed besides probably, that. But it's all just various, obviously, cover songs. Yes, or... And not even I don't even know if it's fair use, just things that they did not make like themselves or write themselves. Um, it's classic. And you know what? We're watching right now a scene where Richard demands uh, his brother back, and he's p- like punching and shooting people on TV. Yeah, he he. I don't know how this happened, but he gets a news team to come down to him. Well, he if he owns the police, then he's owning I, the media. I guess so. So he gets the media to come down. He's captured two of the commandos from Captain Alex's unit, and they says, "Give me back my brother. I'm going to kill hostages." And then he just kills both of the guys, <laughs> so his hostages are, are gone. That's all the hostages he has. He doesn't have much uh, leeway after that. I don't know. He's got a bit of a temper, Richard. He's he's a master strategist, but like sometimes his temper gets the better of him, and that's ultimately his downfall in this film. And you know that that Richard's like end of this movie scene, great. They don't kill him. They just like two guys grab him, and they just like are trying to carry him out of the jungle, and yeah. he's like kicking and screaming, <laughs> like it's akin to when you like are trying to bring the kid you're babysitting to bed (laughs) and that's hilarious as like the end for the big villain of the film is that he's just like kind of like struggling they're like just come on come on like just go quietly please like you're just embarrassing yourself yeah like it's over man the climax of this movie is just a big action scene and richard sends this guy in a weed bandana to go (laughs) rob a police helicopter Kind of a he, he and he says it like it's just like get me a coffee. He's like copter he, now. Go go steal a police helicopter, and Mister Weed Bandana goes through a field of flamingos or something. Yeah, like pelicans or something, some exotic big bird from Africa. Yeah, and then he walks up to this. CGI, not even CGI. This is PNG of no, a it's helicopter. Not even CGI. What they do is they literally take like a PNG of a copter, and when they show this copter flying, it's literally like they took a green screen video of him sitting in a chair, and yes. then they just superimpose this PNG or JPEG of a helicopter, two dimensional on it, and they just show the copters whirring in like in like GIF format. <laughs> And it's so that's like those are some of my favorite parts when they show them flying in the copter. And then this Mr. Weed bandana goes around in his helicopter blowing up buildings because apparently the police helicopters <laughs> ha- are armed with missiles and machine guns on them. Every copter in Uganda has got a, a couple of missiles to take down the police headquarters, need be. You know what I'll say about this movie that is genuinely nice? It's a low budget movie that doesn't have any shitty sex scenes in it. Yeah, you know what? No nudity at all. No nudity. This movie is 
this movie probably passes the Bechdel test. I'd have to s- find out. Is, is that it, like the test to see if a movie's feminist or not? Yeah. Okay. You know, uh, the the characters don't really treat women that well in this movie. <laughs> but you know what? There's no nudity in this. It's not exploitative. And yeah. you know what? You even have one of these. One of the ladies is like a top military commander. And she's basically like the head planner for the final assault. Yeah. So, so good on those guys. Good on them. Good on them. Let's talk about the LGBT repu- uh, representation in this movie. I didn't see any, and that was kind of disappointing. <laughs> I was about to say, what? <laughs> uh, maybe we could get something hidden with Alex in the sequel. But, maybe. You know. Uh, and let's well, talk- actually, there is, because Alex says uh, this really weird line. Uh, there's a <laughs> spy. of the, Richard has a spy that's infiltrated Captain Alex's... Uh, command or whatever apparently she says that he's her bitch so apparently they're lovers or something and she's alex is like all right well i'm gonna go in the lake and have a shower or whatever and then he just says i think that soldiers should only be naked around other soldiers yes and that's line stuck out to me now the subtext there can be interpreted in a number of ways um but i suppose if you'd like you can interpret it as uh Captain Alex being of a certain persuasion, yeah. so to speak. Uh, that's a classic line. I think we're going to use that line for the <laughs> for the episode. A soldier should only be naked in front of other soldiers. He also and, said, I hate bathing. Yep, and then he says, and they should always carry their gun, even yeah, to the bathroom or something. <laughs> this is my rifle. There are many like it, but this one is mine. <laughs> and this is one scene... I think we already mentioned, I forget, but uh, Richard is coming to interrog- do his daily interrogation of his gang, and then the mercenary is there, and the mercenary just looks Richard at the eyes and rubs yes. his fingers together, and then VJ Emmy goes, gimme, 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 and then Richard just smacks him to the fucking ground. And then he goes, ah, my children! That's the one where he goes, ah, my children! Uh, the Russian mercenary, probably the only... <laughs> Is the character in this film with some of the clearest motivation? This is like they're like pelicans. I guess so. He's like cutting and cutting barb. He's cutting a chain link fence in this, and he's sneaking past the pelicans to get the helicopter past one security guard. Oh, it's classic. Who even is this guy? I don't know. This is unnamed character, weed bandana guy. <laughs> you know this, but he's you know he's kind of carrying on Captain Alex's legacy. You know what? The reason that they don't have a clear protagonist in this film is that the captain, spirit of Captain Alex will live on in not one man, but in the whole corps, in that whole army corps. And that's really what the movie's about. Who killed Captain Alex? Nobody. Because he, killed, he lives he killed, on in everybody. He killed himself. He couldn't stand the idea of bathing. Anymore. Anymore. And he said, this is it. I'm not doing this shit anymore. And he took his gun that he carried with him everywhere. I fear that the answer to who killed Captain Alex is a character that's not in this movie, which is not which is not much of a mystery, I suppose. I mean, who could it be? I don't know. It's none of the Tiger Mafia. I, I guess we haven't explained the scene well, but basically it's after he says, I'm going to go for a bath or whatever. He goes, and then we just hear gunshots. And it's important to note that in this instance, the spy uh, who is uh, Captain Alex's consort or whatever... She tells him, he's in the bathroom now. You can move in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Puffs and a few other soldiers are there. And they that's in which they the capture Ken. Ken uh, and John. Ken and John, who are soldiers there. 
But what happens is that Alex gets shot, and they say, we didn't do that. Yeah. And they say, somebody got to him before us, and then they take off. So somebody who is in Tiger Mafia, presumably, mm-hmm. killed Captain Alex. But could've, we don't know who. Could have been, you know, one of the commandos trying to move up in the ranks. Maybe it was that lady. Maybe it was that lady. Uh, but, yeah, Ken and John, who get captured by Puffs and whoever else when they're raiding the camp, those are the guys that are later killed by Richard on the news. Yes. Yeah. Um, those guys are kind of like the Corey and Trevor of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> like really yeah they're like ah help us and they're just like they're they're joking around the fire and then they're like whoa whoa, whoa don't shoot us <laughs> they're like or what what is the recent movie we saw where they had kind of a couple of joker characters also well in day of the day they kind of remind me of those guys who are just yelling all the time <laughs> Like they're just that same kind of role, which is two b- bumbling, uh, two b- bumbling dumb fucks basically. Yeah. Who just play this role of comic relief, but it's uh, classic. And at the end of the movie, they do a little preview for other movies because he does have other movies, and I'm sure in the future we'll review another one. Maybe we'll do the sequel because I'm kind of curious as to what who killed Captain Alex. Yeah, and at the end, VJMA goes, but. Who killed Captain Alex? And they play it up like this. It's this big mystery. But the problem is, is that we have no context to even think of who <laughs> would have done it. Well, that's what I mean is that, like, it doesn't seem like yeah. it could be any characters in the movie. So I I feel like we're going to see the sequel and it's going to be, like, ex-commander number. Joe. Yeah, commander number this who has secret backstory with Alex. And it's like, okay, well. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all I have to say about the movie. I mean, the the effects, like, all the gunshots and blood is all just, like, effects that they probably bought. Yeah, they're, like, a lot of the gun, they, they use blood squibs with the condoms filled with cow blood, but a lot of the gun or the squibs are, like, digital squibs, which people, which they use in modern movies, but, of course, these are not digital squibs like in modern movies they're just like p they're basically pngs of paint splatters that come up on the screen and then yes. they fade away uh but they're always fun to see in these in these high octane action scenes and i'll and i'll praise the actors for these action scenes they really give their all physically they're all running around they're throwing grenades. diving into like muddy water and they're crawling they're they are doing what the a-listers will not Def- yeah for sure and I, I, I hope they say on the commentary track, but I, I, I'm really interested if they got paid for this or this was just like a a little town thing where they're like, yeah, I'd love to be in your movie. That'll be fun. Yeah, that would be interesting. To kind see. of like Dawn of the Dead, where everyone in town was just like, I want to be part of the zombie movie. That's like inexcusable because like I still not over that because that that movie had a budget. Yeah, but they, were, they just wanted to be part of it and have fun and be a zombie. You know what? Where every night I, in the mall was Halloween. You know what? George Romero's putting me in makeup, doing probably 50 takes for one scene, and he's giving me coffee and donuts. I would take this guy to court. Okay? If you were on the set of Dawn of the Dead as an extra at any point between 1976 and 78, I want to contact you because litigation is a possibility and you will be compensated for this this is this is this is different okay um yeah that's pretty much all i have to say about it now we come to the ratings 
we come to the ratings. I don't think you're going to be happy with my rating because I've been talking mainly positively about this movie. But my rating for this movie is going to be two or three bags of popcorn out of ten. Out of ten? Yeah, and it's with an asterisk. And what this asterisk says is that this is a fun movie to watch, but the best parts of this movie are VJ Emmy. And VJ Emmy, if you take that away, I like I I am interested just to watch the cut of it without him just for the sake of doing so. But it will I if we'll watch it together if we get to that point, and. It won't be as enjoyable. And VJ Emmy kind of works to just make fun of the movie. The movie kind of acts as a catalyst for VJ Emmy to make jokes. Luck, okay. V- and uh, just, just hear me out. Okay. Um, nothing about this movie really is good. <laughs> it's just, it's just very enjoyable to watch. But I mean, the writing, like the pacing of the movie's crap. The movie doesn't look good. Costumes are bad. But this is a two out of ten with an asterisk, and that—that that is, they definitely wanted to make a good movie. There's definitely heart and soul in this, and I hope that they get the budget one day to do what they really want to do. But this movie isn't isn't a good movie, but it's super enjoyable enjoyable to watch. And if you haven't watched it, I would say go watch it. I would say watch it too. Uh, two or three bags. That's bullshit. I'm gonna say th- it's four bags out of five here. Four bags out of five. Watch this. The only things you're gonna dislike about this movie are a that it doesn't run a little bit longer, and b uh, sometimes people talk too much and it gets boring for a second. <laughs> uh, but this is four bags easy. Watch this with your friends. Grab a couple of brews. You know, uh, a drinky poo or two. Yeah. And just have a good time and laugh. You'll laugh. You'll laugh more than you'll laugh at, you know what, uh, any Seth Rogen film. Watch it. I hate Seth Rogen. You don't like Superbad? No. I like Superbad. I like parts of Superbad. <laughs> uh, and I don't. Where Seth Rogen isn't there. I actually do like the parts where he's in that movie. And I also like the movie Neighbors, but like everything else is bullshit. Mm. You don't like uh, Pineapple Express? No. <laughs> no, I don't like Night Before. I don't like. I don't like seeing Seth Rogen smoke weed, and go <laughs> uh, 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 and have a hot wife, <laughs> and then go whoa, and then fall through a table or something. Okay, that's not funny. All right, I can watch that on Trailer Park Boys, and it's actually funny for the first like three seasons. I've seen like some season four and five. It's fine. I don't know. It goes a little downhill for me. I guess we got to do the. How many trailer park movies are there? Quite a few. I'll do one. Like the first one? Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Um, it's kind of a cult show. Yeah. 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 We could even do like the first season or whatever because it's just a few episodes. You could probably watch them all in one go. Yeah. We'll bring uh, pepperoni. Pepperoni, ja- jalapeno chips. Jalapeno. <laughs> we'll uh, put pieces of marijuana on a knife and cook <laughs> it on the stove. That's like the best part. Of the, that's season one. Smokes now. Come on. Come let's on. go. Smokes. Um, see you next week. Mommy Dearest. Mommy Dearest. This one's suggested by Kaylin Conzilla, frequent guest of the show. 
And after that, we decided Clerks. We will be doing Clerks, which is uh, starring another guy who is fat and has a beard and smokes weed and I don't really like. Yeah. And his name's not Seth Rogen. It's Kevin Smith, okay? I don't like you. Kevin Smith, I don't like you. I don't like Fly Man. I'm Batman, okay? We're going to go watch Clerks now, if you're still down to do that. You don't have to say that on the show. I'm saying it. Do you want to go watch it now? Yeah, well, yeah, let's go watch it. I'm going to end the show in kind of an unorthodox way. I'm just going to end it with the director's final words after the movie ended. And uh, Also, this song, this movie is dedicated to his grandma. Like, that's just so sweet. That's classic. I don't know what to say. Okay, well, take care, guys. We'll see you next week. Isaac Nabuana Godfrey, director, producer, Ramon Film Productions. I think you have enjoyed the movie, Who Killed Captain Alex? Uh, it is free all over the world. We wanted it, everyone to watch it, uh, you know, uh, to see the creativity. You know, it is, it is art, you know, have seen that. If you have enjoyed it, please support. We also have a Kickstarter. Uh, you can support through a Kickstarter. If, uh, if you have missed the Kickstarter, please, we, you have a website. You can also keep on supporting the, the Action Studio. Uh, the past of this kind in Africa. I, I did get this move too. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Wait.